When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, via Zoom, is... Is, uh, Sesame Encarta. Sesame Encarta. Yep. We're sticking with this, huh? <clears throat> we are. Okay. Um, that's gonna be the name of my, uh, like, sort of, like, Team Impala type of... Ripoff bands gonna be called Sesame and Cardo. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> When's your album got... come out? What's that? When's your album come out? Uh, probably like five, ten years from now. But uh, uh, because I also gotta work on the Gator Smoke album, so I got two projects now I gotta do. That's true. <clears throat> but Gator Smoke probably gonna come out first, though. I'm gonna do Gator Smoke first because that that's um that one felt inspired. Or they can yeah, both come out at the same time, depending on what point in time you live and what multiverse you're in. And yeah, I guess. And if there's well, if there's variants of me who are also doing the same thing. I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> there might be a variant of me that's like a lawyer and doesn't like to listen to music at all. In fact, just, just hates music. You know, could be I like mean, could be like Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos says yeah. he doesn't understand music. He doesn't. Well, what's what's he says he doesn't like music, he doesn't enjoy it, and he doesn't understand it. <clears throat> and, and, and and it's not like, uh, hey, I don't understand rap, I don't understand country. It's, I don't understand all music. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. he's like a robot, so that's probably why, yeah. you know, he's like, I don't like, this does not compute my math brain, I must calculate numbers. He, to would, uh, he, he would memorize the call letters of local radio stations just so he could sound cool when he was talking to his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something that he would do. Right? <laughs> like, if that's true, it's like just totally <clears throat> something that he would think that other people thought is cool, Yeah, even though it's not. Like, I knew a guy like that in, like, junior high. Like, he would, like, <clears throat> he would think, like, he was, like, ahead of the curve. And everyone else was stupid, but everyone else would just be shooting him looks like. Uh, yeah, but he would he would like memorize the the number the, the call letters just so he could like join in on conversations when people are talking about music. Yeah. So he'd be like, "Yeah, I heard that on WWJ the other day," you know, or whatever. So <laughs> it's like really sad. Actually. Yeah. Uh huh. Where did you hear this from? Um, I, I was listening to a podcast about him the other day. Okay. So, anyway, so <laughs> that's just really bizarre. Yeah. But like, I could totally see how he's trying to approximate. There seems to be a, a theme of like people like that who 
like become billionaires and it's like like you know him and like also like um you know mark zuckerberg you know facebook yeah. dude where it's like every aspect of like what makes a human being just all goes to like one part of their brain and that's all so like they're just like they're not like a person so it's like you got musical talent or musical you know if you like music and art or whatever all that stuff it's like we gotta go to this one part of the brain and then just tells them just make as much money as possible for really no reason at all just just to do it for its own sake and don't actually spend that money on anything that actually brings you joy in life other than just making more money and it's like that's why like i, th- I have a theory that's the reason why you ever notice that like they never really have any facial expressions it's just like a still face almost um so it's just like i wonder about that you know <clears throat> you know what else i wonder about no i'm just saying what's that the the fact that the world has rejected Peter Parker. I don't like that. No. So, today on the show, <laughs> we are covering Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Spider-Man, yes. yes. Spider-Man. Peter Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, <laughs> that was his name, right? <clears throat> yeah, probably. Yeah. So, Anyways, um, in this uh, movie, first off, I was going to ask you, Matt, what was your reaction to this film? It was, uh, man, it was uh, it was really deep, you know, for like a superhero movie. I mean, they've all been getting progressively more, uh, I guess, cinematic is the word. I don't know what word you would use, but like they really ever since like they started the avengers movies each one has um just had a little bit more depth to it and they just just keep building upon it i mean you know this one's like i I say this one's even deeper than endgame i know endgame was like the huge you know conclusion to like you know a really long story arc but i don't know just i just came out this one just a lot of uh just a lot of like thoughts you know like emotions because like I can't, I can't. I don't want to give anything away right away. You know, but it's just uh, yeah. I don't know. I really, really liked it. You know, because it was very deep. It was uh, you know, like basically, like I heard someone else say that this was like this entire film series is Peter's origin story, as opposed to like the other movies where like they've already kind of got past the origin origin story, and now we're seeing them. Yeah, you know, it's like, funny because when they started, you know? everybody was like, "Oh, they're skipping the origin story," but this is actually. Like this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the three you know the three movies now you know he's finally he's finally sort of at the maturity level <clears throat> that you know um, like the Tobey Maguire ones and the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies were because they were kind of like I don't know already like maybe eighteen nineteen I think I think Andrew Garfield I think well, he was already like twenties at the time no they they were actually all in high school when they started oh okay the actors <clears throat> weren't but the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, anyways, yeah, my, my reaction to it is very similar. I think it's actually probably one of the best superhero films ever made. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'll probably say that until the next one comes out, and I'll be, like, blown away by that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> knowing the way my mind works. But um, <laughs> this, uh, 
I mean, it was definitely one of the best of the year. I mean, I think Shang-Chi was really good, too, so it's kind of hard to, you know, say. Um, but this was definitely better than Shang-Chi, but Shang-Chi was an origin story, and it was kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the first, yeah. you know, of its probably trilogy or four movies or however many, however they, many decide they decide to make, depending on yeah. how much money it's making. Um, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, so here we go. Here's I'm gonna break down some of the plot here, Matt. Is that cool? Yeah, sure. Okay, so what we got here in this movie, and just warn you, everybody, we're spoiling everything. So it's gonna be in the in the title of this, but still, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie, then come back and listen to us. Okay. Um, so it starts out right at the. Right where the last one ended, where it's after Quentin, ben, Quentin Beck framed Peter Parker for murder and publicly revealed his identity as Spider-Man. And uh, so we got this whole like really cool opening, you know, scene. It's really cool in 3D, <laughs> <laughs> if you see it in 3D. Um it's cool otherwise, too, I'm sure. But, uh, the, um, you know, we got them swinging through the town, MJ and, uh, MJ and, uh, Peter, they get, they get back to Aunt May's house. And, uh, so basically what ends up happening then is the, de the Department of Damage Control, which is an organization that was basically created to, clean up things like uh, after superheroes destroy things. <laughs> but now somehow they are also in charge of interrogating people after things like this happen. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it makes sense, kind uh -huh. of. Yeah, so um, so Ned Leeds, MJ, Aunt May, and uh, Peter are all interrogated by them. Um, at one point, Ned basically starts spilling everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, they all they all end up uh, getting their charges dropped with the help of a special lawyer. Who was that lawyer, Matt? That was uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock. Uh, yes, the same actor from the the series, you know, the, the Netflix, Marvel series, the Netflix television yeah. series. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, which was a pretty cool cameo. Um, so they, um, so so MJ and Ned and Peter all apply to MIT, and because of what's going on, they're all rejected. And as well as rejected to like every other school they apply to. Yeah, Due it's got to, nothing to do with nothing to do with their grades, just no. because of they want to be associated with the controversy. Because yeah, they're all smart kids, so you know. Yeah, like, um, you know, really advanced students or whatever you call it. And so this did. this puts uh, Peter down in the dumps, basically. So he goes to visit his. Uh, his fellow Avenger, Stephen Strange. 
at the Sanctum San- Sec- Sanctonum. <clears throat> Sanctorum, Sorry, isn't Torum. it? I'm sorry, I, I spoke too fast. I do yeah. at times. I speak fast. Um, <laughs> I'm like the flesh. But, um, the, uh, anyways, the, um, <laughs> and, uh, so, he basically comes to him with his problem. Another interesting thing that we learn while we're there, first off, is that Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. <laughs> because he was blipped for five years, Wong took over his th- by by default. I mean, yeah, like, I never really thought about, I mean, I guess I just assumed that, you know, he would have been blipped too, but there's really no, no. proof that, that happened, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for five straight years, I mean, yeah, that's probably longer than yeah. however long Doctor Strange was, uh-huh. actually. Probably. Uh, or at least close he was to. Because he like, two um, years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um... <laughs> he comes to Strange for help, um, and, uh, Strange suggests that he does a spell that would make people forget Parker is Superman. I mean, Superman, Spider-Man. I can't talk today, Matt. <laughs> well, you know, we are, we are talking about, like, jumping through realities and stuff, so maybe... They are going to forget know, that he's Superman. May, maybe not, there is a reality Spider-Man, where, but... Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a reality where Superman's a Marvel character, you know, and that Peter Parker is just is that guy. You know? Yeah. You don't know. Uh, well, at first he wanted to do like a time travel thing, didn't he? Or like, yeah, he asked or, him to do a time travel thing where he could go back in time where Quentin Beck would not, um, let people kn- know that, uh, Peter Parker is Superman or Spider-Man. Why do I keep saying Superman? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's going to be a new one. Just do a, do a t-shirt. Peter Parker is Superman. I'm going to, um, yeah. yes, have like a cape where it looks like yeah oh it's either either have him look like superman in a spider-man costume or have a spider-man in a superman costume or something that's like yes a combination i'll figure this out it'll be up there eventually um <laughs> check out our tea public folks keep an eye on it um the uh so uh he basically wanted you know people to forget that he was spider-man and um so they end up coming up with a spell that will do that, um, which Wong basically warns against, and then he takes off in one of his little, uh, one of his little, uh, you know, portal thingies. You have the suitcase. Where is he? Where is he going? He's got suitcases. He's, you know, who knows? He goes a lot of places. I mean, he showed up I mean, in Shang Chi fighting the Abomination. <laughs> so it's like you know. <laughs> He like recruiting people for something, or or like I have no idea what he's. We'll probably find <coughs> out in uh, Multiverse of Madness. So, um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so we've got uh, we've we've got the the strange is gonna cast this spell, but Peter is freaking out. He's like, "Well, what about my Aunt May? What about MJ? What about Ned?" You know, and happy, and everybody else. You know, why? You know, I want them to remember who I am. And then he basically fucks up the spell while it's going on. And um, so, uh, 
Strange manages to contain the spell, um, and Parker, and and basically, just basically says, you know, get the fuck out of my place, Peter. You know, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so Peter finds out that through through Flash, not the Flash, but Flash. Flash Thompson. Yeah, um, that uh, he did write. A, he did write a book called Flashpoint, which, which is, is hilarious because if you think uh, about the whole idea of Flashpoint, <laughs> it's all about mm-hmm. creating a different timeline. Yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of an interesting nod to a DC character, which is funny because I do know that the you know the Flash movie that's coming out is going to be kind of similar to this in concept because they're going to have you know Michael Keaton's Batman in it and other things. So right, yeah, yeah, so. so. Yeah. Yep. Um, the uh, so uh, he finds out through Flash about this uh, woman who's the uh, the uh, MIT administrator. Um, he he finds out that she's on her way to the airport, so he does this Spider-Man stuff and figures out where she is. She's on the highway. Um, and uh. He's trying to convince her to uh, um, let uh, MJ and Ned in, you know. Doesn't really care about himself. He just wants them to get into MIT, you know. Yeah. Because he's a selfless he, guy. He's um, a nice dude. Yeah, he's just yeah. about his friends. And he's wearing a whole wrinkly suit. And you know why he's got a wrinkly suit, Matt? <clears throat> no. Because he no longer has an iron, man. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. That, that, that. that makes me really sad. Uh, I still haven't gotten over I still watched that yeah. freaking uh, Tony Stark tribute video that came out like two years ago. Oh, jeez. And I still get like crying through Joked it when up, they go yeah. through like his origin story and everything. God, Iron Man was such a cool character. So, <clears> um, anyways, uh, Suddenly, while he's there talking to the lady, um, Otto Octavius shows up. Well, it's impossible. As in, and it's not, you know, a new Otto Octavius. It is uh, Otto Octavius from Spider-Man 2, starring Tobey Maguire. And <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is weird because he had died, uh-huh. supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh <clears throat> which so, is interesting because it's not a variant it's no. not a, it's, it's the actual the actual character from yeah the toby mcguire yeah not a um which is interesting because did, did this did i just say interest in me okay wow um which is interesting to me is didn't he die at the end of spider-man 2 i don't remember it's been such a long time since i yeah he did saw. But that's the that's where we get into things later. Um, so he pretty much came from a point in time before he had actually yeah. d- got you. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so what ends up happening is um, he gets in a big fight with uh, with with Iron Man with, uh, with not Iron Man Iron the Iron Spider <laughs> suit. Yeah. Peter Parker is every superhero man. He's Iron Man. He's Superman. What else do we got thrown? He's, um, he's the Human Torch. He's Batman. He's uh, the Flash. He's uh, yeah. 
he's, he's, uh, he's um yeah he's uh, he's, 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 he's batwoman he, he's everybody yeah. you know i'm just he's everybody yeah um peter, you know, peter parker is like a nexus being uh <laughs> who all the other superheroes like coalesce into him as like a kid you know um <laughs> Then that's how they rejuvenate themselves. Then you know, then they come back out and they do their thing or whatever. <laughs> that's yeah. He's even randomly Jimmy Olsen. It's just weird, you know. Um, but anyway, so the uh... yeah. <clears throat> oh god, um, I need help, Matt. Um, the uh, <laughs> the um, so we've got uh, we've got him fighting Doc Ock and uh. At one point, Octavius rips Peter's uh, nanotechnology from his iron spider suit, which bonds with his mechanical tentacles. And then that ends up allowing Parker to control them and disable them. Uh, he, the <coughs> that was cool. The um the MIT lady's like hanging off of the bridge in her car. She's stuck in it. He ends up saving her. Um, in a very similar way to what, uh, Andrew Garfield's, uh, Spider-Man saved people on a bridge in his movies. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so we've got, um, you know, and of course, uh, Octavius is like, you're not Peter, you know, you know, you're not the Peter I know, you know, you look different. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're not my peer. What you know? He, he's like just as confused as you know. And if I learned else anything, you shouldn't play with other people's Peters. So, um, oh wait, no, <laughs> probably not. No, not without permission. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you need consent. Um. Anyway, so the yeah, pretty basic importance. Yeah. Yes. Um. um <laughs> like very beginning, low level. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was right there. I had to do it. Anyway, so well, the um, <laughs> they already do that with the whole Peter Tingle thing or yeah, whatever. You I know. know. So. <laughs> uh, Peter Tingle. Um, the uh, <laughs> so then um d- during this fight um, Norman Osborn appears. So AKA Green Goblin. Yeah. From the Tobey Maguire movies as well. Um, so we got two. We got two villains from the Tobey Maguire movies. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Just saying. Yeah. So <clears throat> we have um, Strange ends up capturing Doc Ock and places him in a holding cell in the san- sanctum alongside Kurt Connors, aka the Lizard. Huh. From the Andrew Garfield movies. Yeah. Huh. That's very interesting, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Strange then explains to Peter that the spell has summoned people from other parts of the multiverse who in their universe know that Parker is Spider-Man in their world. So... Strange then orders Parker to get uh, Ned and MJ to help him to find the, you know, 
remaining people. They all come there, and you know, he wants them to Scooby Doo this shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> MJ tells him to say please. Yes, it's another magical word. Um, <clears throat> it's like, please, Scooby Doo this shit. Yes. So then, Parker then ends up locating and captures both Max Dillon, a.k.a. Electro, from the Garfield films. Mm-hmm. Not not the Garfield movies like with Bill Murray or anything. I'm talking about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Well, yeah, but yeah, 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 just making yeah. sure that was understood. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fellow from the social network movie. Yeah. <clears throat> the Facebook movie. Yeah. We don't, reluctantly, we don't have Mark Zuckerberg as a, as a villain, though, in this, in this movie, so. No. <clears throat> There's he's, no, like, Zuckerberg beast or monster or robot yeah, he's, or whatever. He's, he's more of a, him and Bezos are more of a um, Lex Luthor type of guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or a, you know, Maxwell Lord sort of guy or something, you know. Um, yeah. So, the, uh, so who's the other who's the other villain that shows up after Electro? So we've got Flint Marco, aka Sandman. Huh. So that's three villains from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. One for each of the three movies that came out. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And two hmm. from the two Andrew Garfield movies that came out. Huh. That is very, very um yeah. Intriguing. So we have five villains. I have five. We have five villains, but so far there's none of this Peter Parker, which is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if if the sixth villain will show up or not. We'll see. <clears throat> there won't be, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think there is, Matt. <laughs> you know, I was gonna. I saying like I I was. Uh, that, we'll talk about that later. I think, but I do think it's interesting that he didn't get his own villain if that might be symbolic or I, something I else. also think it was weird that they had five villains as opposed to six <laughs> so they could call them the Sinister Six Is that a real thing? Yeah is the that... Sinister Six is a is a group of it changes who the members are but it's Spider-Man like um, group <laughs> of baddies it's like the you know it's kind of like the mini Avengers of bad guys or something you know what I mean so okay yeah that's cool yeah maybe, and it usually has yeah. like Green Goblin and the Lizard and other people in it. So, yeah. Um, yep. So. <laughs> that is, yeah, interesting. We got five villains from out of from different universes show up. Mm-hmm. And they gotta, he's got to contain them all now. Yeah. So. Um, while this is happening... Norman Osborn has uh, reclaimed uh, control of himself from his split green ger- green green gerblin. <laughs> yeah, it's green. It's green green gerberlin. It's like a gerber bat yeah. food. It's green, yeah. you know? his green goblin personality. <laughs> and he ends up uh, at this uh, feast building, which is the the uh, organization that Aunt May works for. Um. There's also like a, a very interesting kind of callback to um, the Spider-Man movie where he, and in the comic books where you know Spider-Man No More, 
where he wants to, you know, leave his, uh, he leaves his, uh, suit in a garbage can. This, we have it by a dumpster. We have the Green Goblin mask being destroyed by a, a dumpster, which is very similar to that, you know? Um, anyways, the, uh, so, uh, Osborne ends up at this, uh, feast place, um, where he's, uh, treated for his injuries by, uh, by May before, um, Peter comes and, uh, retrieves him. Uh, and basically, you know, he ends up, uh, putting him in one of the, one of the cages, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> what they are. Yeah. <clears throat> Their containment facilities, yeah. I guess. Um, in uh, Dr. Strange's laundry room, no less. Yes. Because, <clears throat> you know, you got to think, you know, just because they're magicians doesn't mean that they don't have to shower and wash their clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, at one point, <clears throat> also, would think. <clears throat> at yeah. one point down there, they even find a uh, a goatee guard. <laughs> yes, right. So he That's can, uh, so, so he can <laughs> uh, you know, make his goatee look great. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Which you think he would That's just good. use magic for, but whatever. Um, the, uh, well, yeah, they for cleaning themselves and food, you think that they'd be able to do magic with that, but yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the limitations to it. So, <clears throat> so uh, before that, anyways, way way before all this happened, we did have a situation where um, Peter and Aunt May are now staying at Happy Hogan's place because of the better security. Oh yeah, that's right. So, um, and things did jump like six months in advance too. So. Um, <laughs> From the uh, beginning of the movie, I forgot to mention that earlier too. So, <laughs> sorry. Wait, what? It's six months later. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much it's 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 at least a few months later. I can't remember how much later. I think about six months. Basically, what it is is because they, you know, they 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 had like uh, they go back and start school again. Oh, so like yeah. So he didn't he didn't ask to do the spell until like three months after. Yeah. Everyone. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. After, yeah. I didn't know if it was like right yeah. afterwards. Okay. I don't know if it was six months. It was probably about three months later or something. I don't know, but okay. it, it was a little time later. Um, okay. It's not really mentioned in the movie, but you can kind of tell by the way things play out. Um, the uh, and plus we we were in like the summertime before, and by the end of the movie, we're at Christmas. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. Um. We have uh, we have all these guys in the containment units in uh, the laundry room, <laughs> and uh, the laundry room where they also have you know this other shit going on down there in the basement where an episode of the Equalizer was filmed there in the eighties. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> weird. <laughs> it's like okay. Uh... <laughs> Um, so, uh, um, basically what ends up happening here is that, uh, the guys are all sitting there discussing all their battles with Spider-Man. Um, the captured villains realize that some of them were pulled from the universe just before they were going to die. 
um, Strange prepares a spell um, contained with the, within a box that will send the villains back to their respective universes to meet their fates. But Peter yeah. argues that they should first cure the power, their powers and insanity in, that some of them have, um, hoping that uh, doing so would prevent their deaths upon their return. Because he doesn't want them all to die. Because he's, yeah. you know, a good kid. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Peter Parker ends up, like, stealing the box spell. After a brief, brief fight in the mirror dimension. <laughs> what? Yeah. Where he ends up uh, trapping Strange for quite a while. <laughs> um. <clears throat> through mathematics. The power yeah. of math, man. Yes. See? <clears throat> math beat magic, man. Magic man. Magic man. Magic man. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. Do, 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 do. I love that keyboard sound. Do, 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 do. Sorry, good song. So, so, um. Good album. Listen to it. Heart. Um, <clears throat> what's the name? Dreamboat Annie by Heart. Check it out. It's a great, great album. You gotta make sure you listen to the whole album through. Don't skip any songs. Listen to all 38 minutes. Thank me later. You can stop now and then come back and listen to this podcast if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Or listen to it after the podcast. It'd probably be more. Yeah, you don't gotta do it right now. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so the uh, <laughs> we have um, we have a situation here now where um, Peter takes all of the dudes, <laughs> all the bad dudes, dudes <clears throat> <clears throat> to uh, Happy Hogan's apartment. Where he ends up uh, curing Octavius with some technology from Stark Industries. But uh, while he's developing uh, cures for Dylan and Osborne, the goblin persona ends up taking control of Osborne. And uh, the uncured uh, villains betray Parker. And then uh, Dylan, Marco, and Connors all escape. And while this happens, during this big fight, Osborne kills Aunt May. Yep, because he's a terrible person. Yes. <clears throat> that was sad. Mm-hmm. And right before she dies, she gives the famous line, usually uttered by Uncle Ben, with great power. Uh, yeah. Also comes great responsibility. Yes. And I bet you the, the anti-woke fans are going to be so pissed off about that. Oh, they gave it to a woman. See? You see? <clears throat> they're, taking over, they're taking over films, man. I guarantee it. I'm not even joking. I bet you Ben Shapiro is going to mention something like that. Um like, they gave Uncle Ben's line to Aunt May. It's like, well, yeah, because Uncle Ben has been dead in this entire franchise. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't. Even know they, if they, do they ever mention Uncle Ben? I don't know. Actually, yeah, so it'd be weird if like some random dude that shows up, like, 
a gay kid was yeah, great uh, value. I mean, my thing is is like I don't know if she was ever married. She might not have been. <laughs> yeah, maybe there was no actual Uncle Ben in this in um, this in this time. Story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so uh, she tried to give him the cure and I guess it didn't work. Um yeah. for some reason. Not sure why. And then uh um maybe there is no cure. Well no there is, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe because they come from different universes, maybe this, this the chemicals. I think, I think a lot of it had to do with I think things got broken too and stuff, so it didn't end up happening. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he threw one of his famous green bombs and I guess it you know, exploded and shot some glass into her or whatever type thing. Um personally when it comes to the later story, I wouldn't have cured him. I just would have just Maybe not let Peter kill him. Maybe let uh, the other Peter just drown him or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, at the very least. I mean, I know he's a good guy, but, like, that's the thing is, like, sometimes, unfortunately, you have to be bad in order to defeat evil. I, I know it's uncomfortable thought that people don't want to face necessarily, but, like... Yeah, but there's a difference <laughs> between, like, the Punisher and Spider-Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, then again, the Punisher gets shit mm. done, but so you can make an argument about mm. efficiency versus morality and all that stuff. But yeah, uh, morality seems to kind of get just kills people and then lets God sort them out. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, do you want to take a quick break here, Matt, and then we'll talk about the rest of the plot? Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there And we are back. Um, so, so what we got going on here now in the film here, Matt? We've got it where Ned accidentally Ned had stolen a uh, a ring thing <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from Doctor Strange. You know the the ring thing. You know the ring thing. Thing. That's the technical term for it, right? Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. 
He learns how to open portals using Strange's, uh, oh, it's a sling ring. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's right. Um, which, uh, he and, um, M MJ used to try to locate, uh, Peter. Instead, they find two other versions of Peter Parker. <laughs> who were, uh, summoned by, uh, Strange's spell dubbed Peter 2 and Peter 3. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Even though, yeah. um, Tobey Maguire is the original Peter. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's OG Peter Parker. Man. Yeah. But our I mean, Peter one, you know. So um, they, I, know, uh, I know the very first Spider-Man from that friend was that two thousand one or two thousand two when that came out. I don't remember now. Um, I think it was. It could have been two thousand actually. Um, yeah, it was quite a while ago. Um, it, was, it was about yeah. twenty years ago, regardless. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, so we've got um, they uh they they bring the Spider-Men with them. <laughs> And they figure out that uh, they figure out that um, that Peter, their Peter, is you know on top of a building thinking about things, you know, near home at the school. <laughs> um, and uh, all the men share their their own stories of losing loved ones, like Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy. And uh, encourage him to fight in May's honor for what you know what happened to her. The uh, the Spider Men develop cures for the remaining villains, and they lure Dylan, Marco, and Connors to the uh, Statue of Liberty, which is under construction right now because they're adding a. Captain America shield to the Statue of Liberty for some fucking reason. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's America. It's Captain America, you know. Yeah. I mean, we already got Rogers the musical, so we might as well. <clears throat> they're obsessed, which is weird, which is, you know, they're obsessed with Captain America, you know, Rogers, even though Tony Stark was the one that actually caused everyone to come back to life, which is interesting. You don't see a Iron Man musical, but it could be because of the whole you know, nature of patriotism. Like, he's Captain America, you know, yeah, exactly. type of thing. Even though he actually isn't the one that brought everyone back. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So, um, <laughs> we've got, um, we've got it where, um, they're, 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 uh, Peter 2 and, uh, and our Peter cure Marco and Connors respectfully, um, respectively, not respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> and so Doctor Ock will cure. So yeah, um, Doc Ock uh, he he shows up and he uh, helps all the Parkers cure cure Dylan, um, who ends up uh, reconciling with uh, Andrew Garfield's uh, Peter. Um, then uh, Octavius and uh, Tobey Maguire's Peter reconnect. Um, Ned uh, accidentally frees Strange from the Mirror Dimension. <laughs> um 
so, uh, then, uh, Osborne arrives and he destroys the box spell, rupturing the barrier, separating the universe. <laughs> while, uh, while Strange, uh, tries to, uh, maintain the barrier, an enraged Peter almost kills um, Osborne before Toby Maguire's Peter convinces him to stand down. Um, there was also um, a point there where Andrew Garfield's Peter saves MJ. Yeah. Which basically got to him because it was something that he wasn't able to do with Gwen. So, you know. Yeah, um, that was his little gift or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was kind of like, almost like he was making up for the fact that he couldn't save Gwen. Um, yeah. So everyone else but our Peter got any kind of redeeming gift, you know, basically. Because uh, OG Peter got to stop, you know, his murder, you know, the murderer from you know, yeah. Let, let the murderer go free and have a great life. Anyway, um, so he, he didn't allow you know Peter to, to finish him after he. Yeah, well, they murder. cured him, and now he's um, a good dude. Um, well, I'm just saying he didn't get anything out of it, like the the other, you know, because the other two got like their like redeeming moment or whatever. You but know, it's not also redeeming. They're like whatever they were. Yeah, you know, and, like and, and the thing with uh. The thing with Osborne, though, too, I know you you would probably say, "Oh, I would just kill him." But the thing is, it's also like it's it's kind of the uh, the idea of rehabilitation or prison or um, you know, it's kind of like a metaphor for that in a way, or like the death penalty. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, if I do get that, but at the same yeah, time, I feel like all, all yeah. I'm getting at is is we need prison reform. Anyway, so um, the uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he should definitely be in prison somewhere for that. Um, yeah. Not just given the new chance at life to do whatever, yeah. you know, type of thing. Because, like, yeah. <clears throat> so, but, um... Heroes gotta be good, even to the bad people, and the bad people get to whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, um... Sorry, that was a... That was a yeah. Um, you might heard, like, a bump or something. I, that was me just moving around really quick. Oh, you, <clears throat> you weren't killing anybody, were you? No, of course not. I mean, there's no one here. I mean, just making sure that you weren't like killing Norman Osborne or anything. Well, he's not a real person. I mean, it's, oh, you are, know. You, are you sure? I thought maybe um, you, I don't know. I thought you? maybe you invited Willem Dafoe over and you were killing him. Well, but he's. I wouldn't. I mean, he's the actor who played. I mean, it's not like he is. The, as far as I know, he's not the Green okay, Goblin. Good. Just maybe, maybe sure. but I, well. <laughs> He definitely has the personality that he could be the Green Goblin if if the Green Goblin was, in fact, an existing person in this world. But since he's not, he just has the characteristics that could, you know, become part of that persona, if that makes any sense. Yeah. If anything makes any sense, because now we live in a multiverse world where nothing makes sense, and then that somehow nothing makes sense makes sense. Does that make sense? No, and no, yes. I don't think so. Yeah, I, no, yeah, and yes, so. at the same time. Um, yeah, so, no, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, so, um, basically, what what ends up happening is, um, 
to save things in the end, so everybody, all, all the people from the different universes went back to their respective places after some, you know, some Peter on Peter on Peter hugging. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so then, uh, our Peter has to say goodbye to MJ and Ned because he basically ends up deciding to do what he should have done in the first place. <laughs> so everything was all for now. You got your aunt killed for nothing. You yes. fucking idiot moron. <laughs> like you almost deserve everything that happens to you now for being that stupid. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the whole thing. This whole movie could have been solved instantly. Here's what it, what it was. Before he asked if anything could have been done, he'd be like, all right, here's the list of people I want to know who I am, and everyone else can forget about me. That right there. Write it down, piece of paper. Boom. Tell them, okay, before you commit, again, before you start the spell, not during, not in the middle of it, before, okay, think of these five, was it five people yeah. at the most? I'm pretty sure Dr. Strange would be able to keep, you know, five people in mind while he's doing his spell, like, all right, everyone except for these five people. It's not like Peter's like, oh, well, I want my third cousin five times thousand removed, you know, like, it's like a list of, like, five or six people. It's fine. Like, um, or maybe Nick Fury. So probably, like, ten people that really need to know who he is. All the Avengers. Yeah, so pretty much, like, and then, like, everyone else can be filled in after this. Because like, they're used to, like, weird shit happening. So, like, Nick Fury and them see, be like, like, oh. See, Peter, the like, problem with it all is the fact that you have, you have Stephen Strange and Peter Parker who are both impulsive people for different reasons. Yeah. And uh, neither one of them sat down, really, after they were at the fire talking, fireplace talking at the beginning, and thought, hey, Let's draw out a plan here and figure out what we're going to do before we start casting spells. <clears throat> exactly. Like, Juan is like, hey, don't do that spell. And he's like, oh, it's fine. When has this ever hurt us before? It's like, um, on multiple occasions? I mean, yeah, you kind of fucked things up in the first place that messed up your own movie. So, like, you should have learned that lesson, your own lesson right there from that movie. But instead, you're like, Oh no, I forgot it a few years later. Now I'm gonna, you know, just because this kid is having a hard time with people knowing who he is. Um, again, he could have, I mean, that's my whole thing about this. So, like, Doctor Strange um, made everyone else forget about that party that they had except for himself. So he, so he knew how to do a spell to include at least one person who wouldn't forget what happened. So, what's five people? Like, it, but, you know, Peter keeps adding names to the mix as he's doing the spell. So he's, like, got to concentrate on, you know, adding Ned and, and MJ or whatever. And then that's what makes him just, you know, abandon the spell and just put it into that, that box in the first place. So, yeah, should have brought that down. That's that's plan A. Um, plan B, if it didn't work out, fine. So what they could – but I didn't understand this. So my whole thing was, all right, everyone needs to forget I'm Spider-Man. And then, but, you know, you know, we'll find each other again like we did the first time or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> this is a really simple um, way to do that. Take out your phone, piece of paper, whatever. Write down the whole story that just happened. Say, you're never going to believe this. Um, blah, blah, blah. You know, even take a picture with each other. 
save it somewhere where it won't ever leave. I mean, whatever. The physical evidence, you know what I mean? Because he, he didn't but, say anything. But the he didn't say anything changed reality itself. He but, just said but the problem with it is, is that the way the spell works <laughs> at the end there is that people will remember events happening, but they won't remember Peter, even if they see pictures of him. They won't remember their past with Peter in any way. It'll basically be wiped. They, they, they could have, they could have like a picture on their phone of them with Peter in Europe or whatever. Um, but when they look at it, they're not going to see Peter in the picture. It physically <laughs> exists, but because of Strange's spell, they don't see it. Okay. So, so that they see a piece of paper, though, saying, like, hey, you know... No, even the piece um, of paper, anything that has any trace mm -hmm. of Peter and the knowledge of him being their friend or anything of his existence is gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's basically convenience, magic, and convenience... Yes, I, I'm just saying that's the way it works. I, yeah. I, watched, I watched a few videos on the explanation behind this, and that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> so, convenient, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, 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 it's a comic book movie. This is a movie where a dude got bit by a spider and has superpowers. So, um... <laughs> yeah, but it's had beyond that now. It's this, this whole genre has changed since the, the early days. I mean, it's a full-fledged... Yeah. I mean, they got romance on it. They've got you know, other kind of, like, relationship issues. Well, yeah. You've got stuff like dealing with, like, depression and, like, abuse. I mean, all kinds of, you know, uh, stuff like that now in these movies, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's good that we've got different genres. we got different, uh, you know, stories to tell and everything. And, and it's not just comic book movies, you know? Um, yeah. There's a, you know, you can have a comic book comedy, you can have a comic book action movie, you can have a comic book romance, you can have, you know, whatever. Um, so, anyways, um, so later on, after the spell is cast and everyone in the universe um, knows of Spider-Man, but doesn't know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, or knows who Peter Parker is, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, later, <laughs> later, uh, Peter attempts to reintroduce himself to MJ and Ned, but basically finds himself unable to do, t do so after seeing um, a Band-Aid on her forehead <laughs> because he realizes that she could get hurt again. And he wants <clears throat> to keep them safe. And so then he goes to May's grave and, uh, he has a conversation with an unaware Happy Hogan. Um, and then he is uh, inspired to carry on without his real identity by making a new suit and resuming his superhero duties. Okay, and then we've got um, a mid credit scene. Um... Where Eddie Brock, a.k.a., you know, the character from the Venom movies, which I have yet to see, so I don't really know, but I, um, and his, uh, and his symbiote, uh, Venom, um, decide to find Spider-Man after, I guess at the end of the last Venom movie, 
they were sent to our universe to the multi- to the, I mean to the MCU universe. <laughs> oh, so Venom isn't part of the MCU then? No, basically what oh. it was is at the end of that movie he was he was randomly sent to <laughs> the MCU. Oh, okay. And um woke up at this resort and then he so so what we see is him talking to this bartender who's basically explaining all the stuff that the Avengers have done to him. Oh god. <laughs> and um the reason that he's able to be sent there is because he's connected to Venom and Venom is connected to all symbiotes in all multiverses. So the fact that the Eddie Brock played by Topher Grace in Spider-Man 3 knew who Spider-Man was brought him to this universe as well. <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, there's a chance it probably brought the Topher Grace um, oh, geez. as well, but we just never saw him, you know? Um, and it's like, is Venom like a villain of Spider-Man or is he just like... Venom is yeah. an anti-hero in the Spider-Man universe, but he's also like, in, in Spider-Man 3, he was a villain. Um, okay. But it's, you know, it, it he's... He... He becomes good and bad throughout the history of the comic books, so it's hard to say, you know. So, okay. so I wonder what interest in Spider-Man is all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, um, but anyways, he, he's got this interest in Spider-Man, but he also, um, they, uh, he's about to go find him, but then he gets uh, like basically blipped back to his own universe, and um, but part of his uh, part of his symbiote is left on the counter of that bar. Oh, that's right. So, we'll see what happens in the MCU with that, because now that's left behind in the MCU. So, it'll be a different Venom, probably. Yeah, than, we'll probably uh, have somebody else introduced yeah. as Venom or something. Okay. Or it could right. be Eddie Brock again, just a different Eddie Brock. Who knows what happens, you know? We'll see. Okay. Yeah. With all the, you know... With, with, with all the, uh, you know rights issues between Sony and Marvel and everything being weird. It's hard to say, you know? So uh, Sony basically owns like almost everything with Spider-Man. Cause yeah. Venom was like, and, his, okay, and, and, and like his universe, like, like the Morbius movies coming out soon. And Morbius is part of the Spider-Man universe. So that's part of Sony. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> the Venom movies are part of the Sony as well. And, okay. uh, are owned by Sony. And then there's different, you know, like, a lot of the like rogues gallery and uh, other characters within Spider-Man can be made into movies by Sony with no worries. Okay. So they, they could, I mean, they could decide to make a Sandman movie, for example, or a Rhino movie or a, an Electro movie or whatever if they <laughs> wanted to, movies. you know? <laughs> so yeah, we got yeah. that. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious though. Um, in the, during the, I, I liked the banter between the three Spider-Men. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, the one point where they're talking and he's like, he's like, I was a member of the Avengers. And he's like, was that a band? Um, <laughs> right. They have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea. He's like, you're of the Avengers. And then he's like talking about how, um, and then, uh, uh, Toby McGuire talks about how he fought an alien creature. And then, and then, uh, Tom Holland says, yeah, I, I fought an alien creature in space. <laughs> and then then uh, Andrew Garfield is like, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I fought some Russian dude in a rhinoceros-looking machine. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. <clears throat> yeah. So it's pretty funny. Um, do you want to take another quick break here, Matt, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll talk about some uh, trivia and stuff about the movie if we if you, if you'd like to. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be right back. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. Okay, so here's some, uh, some quick trivia here, Matt, about this movie before we wrap things up here. So, Benedict Cumberbatch has admitted to not reading the full script, wanting to surprise himself with the final product. Nice. Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe would only reprise his role as the Green Goblin on the condition that he still be allowed to perform the majority of his own stunts like he did in 2002 Spider-Man movie. Wow. So, yeah. That's almost 20 years later, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like in his 60s, so... Like, yeah, you're not a spring chicken <laughs> yeah. anymore, man. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Jamie Foxx and Willem Dafoe were very excited to play their respective villains again. Foxx, in particular, was pleased that he wasn't going to be blue this time. Alfred Molina, meanwhile, joked that he was only in it for the paycheck before confirming that he liked the story a lot before signing on. He was joking, so, yeah. <laughs> For his appearance in the film, um, Alfred Molina was digitally de-aged to make him appear as he had in Spider-Man 2, um, and his mechanical tentacles were created through CGI rather than through puppetry like in the first film. Mm. Um, when Strange uh, smacks uh, Peter's astral form out of his body, um, you see that uh, uh, Peter's head as transparent uh, versions of the classic wavy Spider-Sense lines that appear in the comic books. Um, Sam Raimi was very happy to see Doc Octopus in the film's first uh, trailer, praising that the character's appearance and tentacle animation while also expressing excitement to see the full film. Um, the film marks the... F and Sam Raimi, by the way, is 
directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So <laughs> nice. So um, this film marks the first MCU trilogy to be directed by the same director. John Watts uh, directed all of the uh, all of the films in this uh, franchise. Um, like the um, original Spider-Man movie, Willem Dafoe once again wore. Um, prosthetic teeth as Norman Osborn as his real teeth were shown um, for the Green Goblin persona. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe went to the premiere for this wearing a green face mask. Um, <laughs> um so, uh, Tom Holland helped to save this movie from cancellation by forcing renegotiations between Sony and Disney under the terms of the New Deal. Not only does Spider-Man No Way Home still take place within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Spider-Man can also appear in future MCU movies, as well as Sony's own Spider-Man franchise. So, we'll see what happens with uh, the future of Spider-Man. It's going to be interesting. Um... This is the tenth time that uh, John Favreau has appeared in an MCU film. Um, oh, oh wow! Yeah. <clears throat> um, the Green Goblin mockingly deserve, delivers a speech to Peter about the nature of choice, much like he did to Peter Parker of his own universe in Spider-Man. He also warns Peter. No good deed goes unpunished, which is essentially the message of his in spite of everything you've done lecture in the uni- in the his universe is Spidey. Um, huh. uh, Tom Holland filmed the movie Uncharted before this movie, however, this movie is going to be was released first. Um So yeah, there, there's a lot of other trivia here that we could go through, but um, basically, Matt, um, what do you? Uh, what are your final thoughts here on this film? Uh, it's it's a very dark um, MCU film. It, it's very, uh, at least from just watching it the first time. It's it's. I mean, it's very. It's like. I don't know how to describe it. It's very deep. It's not like, like let's say, the first Avengers film, like where, like there, there's some humor in this movie, you know. But like, there's, you could even argue that maybe that there's even more banter in this movie than there are other ones. But there's still like almost like a dark cloud hanging over the whole, because you you know what's at stake. I mean, like, you know, you got the multiverse cracking open, and you know, Doctor Strange is just like frantically trying to keep it closed, and then you got Peter having to make this, you know, terrible decision to just, you know, go ahead with the original idea even after losing everything, which could have just done that in the beginning, uh, or or just let people know who he is for, like, a couple of years until they just get used to it, you know. Um, then again, no, that's the whole thing. He's, like, 18 years old in the movie. He doesn't really think long-term, probably. So, you know, he's not thinking, like, you know, 10 years from now, when I'm 28 years old, probably no one's going to care that I'm Spider-Man anymore. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, when you're 18, you don't really think about what 28 is going to be like. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, <clears throat> so pretty much we're, we're seeing, like, an actual 
movie of like a child, you know, yeah, coming to grips with being a superhero as opposed to like Iron Man, who was probably in his mid thirties at the time when he finally started the yeah. hero gig, you know. Um, the same thing with um, you know, Doctor Strange, she was probably like, you know, around the same age. So it's like you know, people who have already, you know, have lived lives, you know, plus they had a lot of resources to begin with, and things like that. You know, Doctor Strange was, you know, a, a very prominent surgeon, probably very rich, you know. Um, Tony Stark, obviously, you know, insanely wealthy because of his father built his empire and he yeah. continued it, you know. So with Spider-Man, you know, with, with Peter, you just got a kid, you know, who lives with his aunt, you know, like a pretty much just decent size apartment, but nothing really, you know, fantastic. Fantastic Force coming out soon, by the way. Anyway, um... Directed well, by the same soon. director as this film. Oh, it, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, I, I would just, um... I would say, you know, if you want to see, if you're going to see this movie, really, like, really pay attention to it, because it's not, it's not a... Even for a superhero film, it's not something that you could just sort of. I really hope nobody's still listening listening punch. to this that hasn't seen the movie. So, <laughs> well, yeah. whatever. I just mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to think of it as as a serious movie that happens to also be. A, that's that's what I'm trying to say. This felt like a movie. This felt like an act, a drama disguised as a superhero movie. That's what it felt like. To well, me. I mean, it, it did not was, feel like and... a super. I will say, I mean, my, my main takeaway with this is, is that I think it was a good, it, it was a good ending for Toby and Andrew's, Gar, um, Andrew Garfield's, um, Spider-Man characters as well, you know, because I think both those mov- movie franchises didn't really end on a good note. No, they really did. I mean, Spider-Man 3 with Toby was kind of not that great. Andrew didn't get a third. So technically, Andrew now has a third Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and um, so. I will. I will tell you this. I think this and seeing Tick Tick Boom recently has solidified my love for Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. I think I have a little bit of a man crush on this guy. He is such a good actor. Marush, Marush. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Marush. Yeah, yeah. He's he's so he's so good. And in this in this movie specifically too, he's basically bringing forward a lot of emotion that I think helps this the 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 interaction between the three Spider Men. Um, it's uh it's interesting. I mean, and uh, I don't know. It's 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 just it's just so cool. And uh, if you haven't seen Tick Tick Boom, watch it. Quite possibly the best film of the year. <laughs> Just saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, write it when you're done. Go li- go watch uh, Tick Tick Boom. It's on Netflix. You know you can watch it there. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I don't know, that's that's my final thoughts on this. Um, I really am interested to see where they're going to take uh, Spider Man after this too, and see where yeah. where we land and everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see where we see yeah. him again. Because, yeah, who knows? Maybe he'll eventually, <clears throat> you know, start from scratch. And um, to really think about, it too, I mean, it might not. I know it seems like a downer, really, because he's just by himself now. He's got pretty much no friends or family, and he's, like, only, like, 18 years old. So it's, like, that really does seem like a bummer. Well, it doesn't seem like it is a bummer. Yeah. And he pretty much lives in, like, the same type of shitty apartment that... 
you know, Toby McGuire's character did in, you know, OG Spider-Man, you know, from early 2000s. <clears throat> so maybe like, you know, you know, it'll take a few months or even, well, I mean, if he decides to ever just, because, you know, I don't know if he's going to keep to that prom. I mean, he's not, like you said, he's pretty impulsive. So he makes decisions on the fly. So who knows? If yeah. I change think his mind within I, six I, months. I think <laughs> eventually MJ and Ned will be part of his life again. Right. Can you think about it too? I mean, I know again, see, a lot of this, I think, is the perspective of age. So, like, they've only known each other for probably two years. And I know, like, as you get older, two years really means nothing. Like, for example, the pandemic's been around for two years almost at this. Well, yeah, it has been. And that doesn't really seem that long of a time. But when you're 16 to 18 years old, two years does feel like a long time, which again, I think kind of plays into the impulsivity of his actions where it's like dude like it doesn't matter like in five like 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 people's attention spans are so short these days i bet you within a year people would maybe not even a year maybe six months people would just not even be interested anymore about the fact that he's spider-man like, they would have moved on to like something else maybe a year tops and then there would be some new threat or whatever you know and um, but you know when you're when you're like that age you're not really you know, thinking of in those terms, you're not even thinking of like two, three years ahead of you, let alone five or 10. And you think, okay, well, I'm still in my twenties. I've got my whole life ahead of me. Who cares? Everyone's pretty much just, they don't, they've been unfazed by the fact that they know I'm Spider-Man, but like, you know, so it's like, if they've only known each other, I roundabout ways, what I'm saying is they've only had two years of friendship to lose versus like, they can have a whole lifetime of friendship they gain afterwards. Yeah, so that and hopefully they do. Them, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to see. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't wait to see where they go with this, if they bring Miles Morales in eventually or different things, you know, we'll see well, what that happens. That really sweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind <clears> of interesting <throat> where uh, Jamie Foxx uh, said to Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man at one point when he took the mask off, he's like, he, or, uh, you know, when because when he found out who he was originally, he just like he's like, yeah, I was, you know, you're you're from Queens and everything. I was hoping you were a black guy. Like I thought you'd be black. <laughs> yeah, he's basically saying because he, you know, cares about the underclass and the poor. You know, he's because he, you know, thought he's like, yeah, you know, one of his own people or whatever. Which which is just interesting about that though. Electro was because <laughs> I thought in the, the Andrew Garfield movies he didn't actually know peter parker was spider-man so that's how, what i'm trying to figure out. i don't understand where that came from but we'll see so what happened i mean i i is see he a variant like is he not even from because he that's the, the thing story, is he looks, but, he looks different he doesn't have the comb over and he doesn't look like a dork um right he's not blue which is oh my god what a terrible yeah. graphics that work i mean yeah i i love the fact i love his his yellow lightning and this was yeah I'm like, okay that's how he should have looked the mm -hmm. whole time like you know uh <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I, I um, I think we should just wrap things up here, Matt. Um, I think you yeah, know, if, yeah. if if anybody has any thoughts about this, please let us know. Send me a message at mike at cullenpark dot com. Um, also, um, you know, go to our Facebook page. Our you know, you check all of our links are at all two real two dot com. Let us know what you thought about the movie because it'd be really interesting to see what other people thought of it. Um, mm -hmm. and what you think the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be, um, or the Spider-Man universe as well. Um, you know, check out our T Public, check out our uh, Patreon. Um, 
Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast um, or wherever mm-hmm. you can. Um, wear a spider mask. <laughs> Get your shots. Wear a spider, spider condom. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Wear a spider condom. <laughs> um, and uh, until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now